ladies, 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 and gentlemen, welcome to the Doggett Style Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Doggett. With Santiago. That's my mustache. And together we're going to teach you about all things dog. Let's do it. Doggett Style. Let's get some. Okay, okay. Yeehaw. Now listen, if you are a pet parent Mm -hmm. and you would much prefer to learn from my mistakes than to make your own, you are in the right place. Okay. Sit back, relax. You can take that mask off your face. What you talking about? Or not. I'm going to give you dog training tips and tricks. I'm going to teach you about the seven elements of dog training. I might make you laugh. I might make you cry. But it's all to help you become a better pet parent. And for me to have fun. This sounds like it's going to be a really good time. Sure is, Santiago. It sure is. Bonjour, you beautiful thing. Evan Doggett here. Doggett Style Podcast. This is my third attempt. Uh, we got a whole new mic situation going on here. And I'll be honest, uh, first of all, I have to apologize that this podcast did not drop last week. I'm re-recording, so I guess this is like the fourth or fifth time that I'm recording this, because last week I tried to do it while driving. Everyone's okay. No one's dead. Only a couple of lawsuits. Um, but I'm a, I'm, sometimes I get a little animated. Sometimes I get a little distracted. Sometimes I'm not perfect. Okay, mom, you hear that? Not always perfect. Your son, your angel. <laughs> this week, we're going to be talking about my five rules for a rescue dog, for a foster dog. Mufasa just got the got the memo that uh he needed uh some snuggles i guess he's delivering the memo right now our big rescue dog um there are rules that you can follow to avoid what so many people face which is the dog was great and now he's a nightmare There are some five simple steps that you can take when you get a new dog, when you get a new rescue dog, when you're maybe fostering or foster, you know, you you know, you're going to foster fail. Regardless, the rules, they're simple. They're easy to follow. You got to write them down. They're in the online program, but I'm going to lay them out for you in a little bit more detail. But first, a message from our sponsor. Oh, yes, good day, everyone. This is Ricky from Ricky's Podiatry and Freshwater Service Centre. Have you ever had your feet scrubbed and wish you could have a water refill? Well, look no further. Waste not, want not. That's what my mum may be said. Therefore, during the podiatry session, what we do is we actually take the leftover water that we use from your feet, clean it, then send you home with it. Okay, so there's this thing that happens. You get a new dog, you get a new rescue dog. You're all fired up. You're all excited. You want to be showing off and telling the world, "Hey, uh, look what I <laughs> look what I got! I got a, a a Bernese Rottweiler Chihuahua mix. His name is Fluffy, and I'm here to tell the world how amazing he is." Now, Fluffy is still in a little bit of shell shock because maybe he's from Jamaica or Montreal or some foreign land. Um, maybe he's from the res. Maybe he's from down the road. Regardless, it's a new situation for the dog, new situation for you. And the dog is going to typically be on their best behavior. Um, and and, 
and sometimes it's still not that great. But this isn't the case for every dog, but it's better to be safe than sorry. And one of the best things you can do is just admit you don't know anything about dogs. I'm still learning day by day so, so much. But I've got thousands and thousands of dog interactions under my belt tons of personalities tons of situations dogs that had medical issues dogs that had mental issues dogs that had you know physical issues all the issues uh behavioral and, and this that and the other thing i've owned i've 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 had like 11 i think it is i counted the last time 11 rescue dogs and then worked with countless 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 rescue dogs And so I've come up with these five simple rules of things you can do. So that way you don't run into the honeymoon phase is over. It's typically last two to three weeks of the dog is, hey, the dog's great. Look, this is the best dog ever. And then around that two to three week mark, it's like, oh my God, he's barking at things. He's trying to chase kids. He's being reactive. He's jumping up. He's now trying to protect me is a big one. He's now scared of things, all kinds of things. He's now not social with other dogs. He was totally social with other dogs. Now he's not social at all. There are These things happen on way too regular of a basis, whether it's your foster dog or whatnot. I've got five simple rules. I'm going to break them down quick and easy, quick and quick and easy uh, for you. I don't know why I always think of the right and dirty, (laughs) whatever song that is. Somebody Google it for me, would would you? Hey, Siri, what song is this? Uh, Play. Hey, Siri, play right and dirty. On Spotify? I couldn't find Riding Dirty in your Apple Music Yeah, I don't, because I don't think it's a song. Um, Rolling Dirty? Howdy Dirty? I don't know. Anyway, so here are your five rules. Rule number one, and and honestly, this, this applies for a puppy. This applies for a new rescue puppy, a, a, a non-rescue puppy, like you, you bought it, you bought a dog. These are amazing rules and if your dog's just like not listening to you very well these are great five rules to just re-implement to your dog's life no matter the circumstance no matter the time this is this is a good one okay so number one work for it it's the first podcast it's the eighth podcast it's the first three things in my online program it's the thing i start with with every client work for your food i don't care if it's raw i don't care if your dog's just eating uh chicken toenails well actually i'm concerned about that but it like your dog could be eating the raunchiest wet food ever get them to work for it obviously kibble is the most convenient but there's health problems with that convenience regardless number one rule is that they work for their food so what this means is that rather than feeding them from a bowl you put that food in a fanny pack in your back pocket um, especially if it's a can of wet food just just keep the keep it in the can and then just open the can and then slide it in the uh, the 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 butt cheek pocket of you <laughs> You just have a a visual of a can of Purina dog food hanging out the back of someone's jeans that are three sizes too tight. That would be cute. That would that that's a turn on for me. Just just so you know. Um, (laughs) So, dog food work for it. Doesn't matter what they're eating. Even if you're like, hey, I'm eating blueberries. I want you to eat some blueberries too. Sit. 
here's a blueberry. Lay down, here's a blueberry. Mufasa came over right now just to go, I don't have to work for it. Yeah, well, life would have been so much friggin' easier with this 100 and... I wonder how much he weighed when we got him. 130. He's an old man now. Probably 135 pounds of didn't know a damn thing. Tied in a barn for the first three years of his life. Um, eating cat food. Old Roy dog food, which is literally a, like in the vet community, they called Old Roy's disease, which basically his stomach was just permanently damaged um he he was with a cat a horse and himself tied on a 30-foot chain living in his own feces and filth and all that stuff for years and years and years three years and then we rescued him and man i wish i had got him to work for it because it was so hard to convince him to do anything he just had no (laughs) he's still a little stunned but he just had no idea about anything nothing 30-foot chain for three years. Like, he didn't know anything. And in order to teach him things like come and sit and lay down and just really important communicating skills to have with an animal would have been so much easier if rather than just laying down the food, I had made him work for it. Okay. Um, So sit, here's some food. Lay down, here's some food, et cetera, et cetera. Attack the neighbor, here's some food. No, come on now. Don't be foolish. All right. Number two, leash on. When you're going into a new situation or even the dog is coming out of the crate, hint, hint, rule number three, um, just have a leash on them. Someone's coming over, have a leash on them. You're going out of the house, have a leash on them. You're going to sweep or mop or whatever for the first time. Either have a leash on them or put them in the crate. So the leash is your best friend and then your second best friend is... Uh, a crate. You just don't know what their triggers are going to be. So having a leash on is, it's better to have it on and not need it than wish you had had it on as the dog's, you know, flying down the road going, okay, I guess he's not great off leash. Eventually you build that trust, but you, you don't have a relationship with the dog. So leash on, leash on, leash on, leash on. And then the leash attached to something that actually works, not like a harness. Um, a harness is great for restraining a dog if you are strong as an ox. Uh, it is no good at controlling where their head is looking. So slip leash, martingale, prong collar, a combination of of two or three of those things. Um, I've literally at times put a prong collar and a slip leash or a martingale on the dog as well. One for control, the other one to, to just restrain them uh, a bit or as backup. Number three is crates. I get my rescue dogs, my new foster dogs, my new board and train dogs. You are sleeping in a crate. Most of them come in a crate and then we feel terrible for them. We go, oh my God, you're dying in there. You are so sad. Uh, Recently, I talked to a rescue that um, a foster person that was, or a foster coordinator for a rescue who said the dog actually just wanted to be in the crate all the time. And that was the problem. So that's not normal. Obviously, um, I I suppose it's normal for some dogs, isn't it? It's normal for that little guy. So the dog doesn't want to come out of the crate. So when he does, I would just do the opposite. More time on leash, out of the crate, working for their food in new environments but yeah sleeping in a crate they can go in the crate when you're eating it just it gives the dog um, a sense of okay i can go to this place and have a safe place 
And we don't want them to regress in that training. A lot of them are very, very comfortable in a crate. It's like a den for them. It gives them a place where they can go and decompress because again, this, it's such a new world for this dog. So crate rule number three, sleeping in it. Um, they can obviously, once you start getting them to work for their food, which is immediately rule number one in the great food, out of the great food, in the great food, out of the great food. Uh, but if you're going to give them a bone or an antler or something like that in the crate, that way we don't have to worry about the kids or your roommate coming over or even you. Like we don't have to worry about resource guarding because the dog is in their crate. And then if they resource guard in their crate, okay, perfect. You're not going to get hurt because the dog's going to let you know quite quickly, hey, this is my bone. I don't want you coming near me. And then you just don't open the crate door. Eventually, the dog's going to want to come out and they're not going to resource guard the bone or, you know, get in contact with the trainer. That's getting through the details of that one, how to get the dog out and keep them safe. That's time for another podcast slash. You should probably see a visual on that one. Uh, Number four, exercise them in three different ways. The three different ways are physical. Take them for walks and runs on leash mental do training for them which comes back to rule number one and then even having the leash on and and crate training uh mental and then social the social stuff you can do through a fence if you're unsure have a muzzle on them contact your rescue and see if there's other dogs that were recently adopted that they had already gotten along with and go have some play dates mental physical sorry physical mental and social exercise three kinds of exercise that you absolutely want to maintain you know, unless, unless nothing, (laughs) unless the dog is like not supposed to be doing those things. But even then, like if, if the dog's not social, they can't hurt another dog through the fence. Mostly, you know, you just restrain them a little bit so they don't get uh, the other dog's nose in their, in their mouth and, you know, getting them around other dogs. Um, Obviously, if they're being a terrorist, my God, yeah, don't take them to the park. Go see uh, a dog trainer. But staying on the outside of a fence with these dogs, we want to just avoid them not seeing other dogs for a few weeks. They need that social interaction to at least be able to say, hey, don't do this thing or do this thing. Sorry, that didn't make sense. It made sense in my head that do this thing or don't do this thing as in dogs communicate with each other saying hey screw off or hey i'm your friend having that they understand that language they understand what to do but if you restrain them from interacting with other dogs constantly it builds tension it builds resentment it builds reactivity so interact with other dogs that are safe if at all possible as one of the three exercises. And then number five is assume nothing. Don't assume that your dog is going to be great with your roommate. Don't assume that your dog wants to be pet by strangers or even by you. Don't assume that it's going to be okay to let your dog sleep on your bed and then you'll be able to get them off by just saying, get down, please. Assume nothing. Assume Uh, that the dog is going to be uncomfortable and therefore be cautious about everything that you do. Do it with confidence if you're going to do it as easy as that is for me to say (laughs) and as hard as that is for you to do. You don't need to have a ton of confidence if your dog is hungry working for their food. By hungry, I just mean motivated. It's the same thing as me saying you're you're hungry to get paid, right? You don't have to be broke. You don't have to be starving to to be hungry. So, leash on working for it assume nothing crate train 
continue the crate training or crate training them for the first time. And then three kinds of exercise. What are they? What are they? Mental. What else? Physical and the cucaracha. Um, social. So that I think that's it. That's it for this week. Know that you're loved. I miss you. I love you. I'm going to bang out another podcast here soon. I don't know. It's getting a little late. I had some audio technical issues. So I think I'm just going to hand it over to the one and only famous mustache with a voice like a god. Santiago, take it away. Everyone else, we'll see you next week. Know that you're loved. Bye, meow. Oh, Evan, how come I can't get a rescue dog? Well, Santiago, that's because uh, we, we already have two rescue dogs and then Vega, who we raised. Right, but like, what if I want my own dog? I promise that uh, I will follow all of the rules except for crate training. I want the dog to sleep in my bedroom and always be with me always. Well, Santiago, you don't you don't have a bedroom. That's your bedroom is my upper lip. Right, right, but that's where I want the puppy, the rescue puppy, to sleep. Right above your lip, next to me, all snuggly buggly, really good. No, no, we're we're not gonna do that. We have we have enough dogs, and uh, they don't they don't sleep in my bed. You're an asshole. You know that? You are an evil, evil man. All of the dogs need to sleep, sleep, and sleep next to Santiago. It makes them feel alive, like all of the lovely ladies that I once got to. Well, I suppose we should just end it here. Not your love. <laughs>